Hello there, welcome to the Fintech Prompt Podcast, a hub of fintech-related discussions, including but not limited to law and policy development, innovation, career transitions to fintech, and the abounding controversies. I am your host, Vivian Udora. Welcome back to the Fintech Prompt Podcast. This is episode eight, and we are discussing fraud and money laundering in crowdfunding. Please stick with me till the end, as I have interesting announcements to make. So as usual, I like to provide background information before getting into the nitty-gritty of things. In rudimentary terms, crowdfunding may be defined as a method used by entrepreneurs and project managers to raise funds. It usually involves varying amounts of contributions made from a large group of people through internet-based intermediaries. Now, the concept of raising funds from a large group of people, of course, is not new. In fact, the history of crowdfunding can be traced way back to the 18th century. So one famous example is the Statue of Liberty that was gifted uh, by the French to the Americans. The pedestal itself was crowdfunded. So just to explain a bit more um, of that story. After the statue was gifted uh, to the Americans, it did not have a pedestal to stand on. Following this, Joseph Pulitzer, the then New York World publisher, made an open invitation in the newspaper inviting the public to make financial contributions for this project. He successfully raised $100,000, which at that time was quite a lot of money. And this was used to build a pedestal for the statue. This is just one of many examples in history, by the way. Even the famous Mozart used crowdfunding at some point um, in his career. So there are several examples in history of when um, crowdfunding was used. Today, the use of the internet has transformed the activity of crowdfunding, which is also one of the reasons it is considered a sub-area of financial technology. In the activity of modern-day crowdfunding, there are usually three parties involved, and they are the fundraisers or generally the people seeking the funds then you have the intermediary um the, so these are platforms which connect the fundraisers and the contributors and then the third group institutes the fund contributors who provide funds um, and they are generally referred to as the crowd hence crowd funding there are several reasons why people raise money through crowdfunding it could be for charitable purposes. Some other people also use this as an avenue for investments. Um, other people use this um, for project-based reasons. So for example, musicians trying to raise money for their tours, you know, could also use crowdfunding. While there are benefits of crowdfunding, there are also risks, risks pardon me, one of which is money laundering um, and another fraud. According to Interpol, money laundering is concealing or disguising the origins of illegally obtained proceeds so that they appear to have originated from legitimate sources. So basically trying to make dirty money look clean. Money laundering is present in forgery, robbery, human and drug trafficking. However, with the emergence of fintech over the years, money laundering has become a risk, particularly in cryptocurrency, one that is usually pointed out by the skeptics. Apart from cryptocurrency, however, crowdfunding is also an area where the risk of money laundering could arise. In an article on the risk of money laundering through crowdfunding, Zachary Robach stated several ways crowdfunding could arise. An example 
as he explained, is where an issuer, so that is someone or the person seeking funds, um, colludes with um, fake investors. In doing so, the issuer may seek crowdfunding for a sham company and the fake investors then contribute to the said um, company using illegitimate funds. These funds then become integrated in the financial system. This process may also be repeated for funds um, funding activities like uh, terrorism. Now, it's very important that the intermediary performs due diligence in ensuring that the necessary anti-money laundering requirements are executed in order to you know, prevent liability. Because in as much as the platform was not a participant in such a crime, if, if uh, that intermediary does not take due diligence, they can also be liable for the said activities conducted by um, the investors who are fake investors in such money laundering examples and the people or persons seeking funds. Now, it's important to note that there are almost no cases or, on money laundering in crowdfunding, primarily because the uh, industry is still growing. Despite this, however, there is uh, an example of fraudulent activities, not necessarily money laundering, but still fraudulent activities that have been reported um, by the Securities and Exchange Commission in the US. And this was in 2021. So in September 2021, um, the SEC charged three individuals and one issuer with conducting a fraudulent scheme. These three individuals were charged as such because it was discovered that um, investor funds were diverted for personal use. In addition to this, the crowdfunding portal where the individuals hosted their campaign, so their crowdfunding campaign was um, alleged to have failed to handle or rather address the red flags of one of the individuals, particularly um, regarding his criminal record. The reason I provided this information is that while crowdfund whilst crowdfunding is a great way for startups to be funded, there is the inevitable risk of money laundering and fraud in a broader sense. As crowdfunding portals have several responsibilities, it is important that a compliance um, officer ensures all due diligence is taken before allowing a fundraiser or issuer to proceed um, with their crowdfunding campaign. These compliance requirements made available vary from country to country based on um, relevant rules and regulations. It's important that a professional is sought in handling such affairs. This brings us to the end of this episode. There are so many things that could be said about um, crowdfunding as it relates to money laundering and fraud. It could be a whole lecture, it could be a book, it could be a series of podcast episodes. So um, this is only a very rudimentary um, kind of overview, not even rudimentary, overview of uh, money laundering and fraud in crowdfunding. Uh, before I wrap up, however, if you'd want to really know what crowdfunding is about, um, including the types, the participants, the um, nomenclature that is uh, relevant in crowdfunding, then I think you'd really like this announcement. So I'm excited to announce the book titled uh, 
the law of commercial transactions a new perspective. Uh, this book was just published and is edited by Professor Chris and Dr. Wiseman. And I'm so um, honored to have been able to um, contribute to this book as i authored the chapter on crowdfunding in nigeria um, the basic principles and implementation of crowdfunding in nigeria the entire book has great chapters authored by several professors senior advocates and other educators now these chapters cover things like franchising um issues regarding the capital markets crowdfunding <laughs> and many other interesting uh, chapters so if you'd like to um find out more about crowdfunding in a very basic sense to try and understand what the industry is about and some analysis on um, crowdfunding in Nigeria. Um, just email me at um, so the fintech prompt at gmail.com. So that is the fintech prompt at gmail.com. I'll leave that in the show notes as well um, if you're interested in um, purchasing a copy. So thank you so much again for sticking with me to the end um, and I will see you in the next episode.